Yo, 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 welcome back to our podcast. I nearly said the official podcast because I was just watching them. That is not our podcast. Check those guys out too. And they're really cool. Hopefully they'll have us on as a guest sometime. Anyway, welcome to our nostalgia episode. As the name would imply, today we're going to talk about shit that makes us nostalgic. So uh, who wants to go first? Yeah, I guess we could start with what we define nostalgia as because I know oh, yeah, that'd be a good idea. <laughs> that I know that some people are like oh well if if you're around our age like early 20s you can't really be nostalgic about things that's and, some bullshit um, nah, so, I can still be pretty nostalgic but, yeah so yeah, everybody says that is a fucking idiot yeah. um, but I think it's basically any feeling that takes you back to a different time in your life mm-hmm. I guess also the question is like how how long how much time needs to pass in order for something to classify as nostalgic yeah it's also a really interesting question I think in my perspective I think that amount of time that has passed I think that's very subjective because like you said all it is is it's taking you back to a previous time yeah so that could be very subjective thing in somebody's life you know if they didn't have a great childhood then or like they they had a good like early childhood but then their late childhood kind of suffered like vice versa then it's like well, then that's a really short time period because it's taking them back to whenever their childhood was better. So I, I like I think the whole debate around what when when does the time of nostalgia play? I think it's super whack because it's entirely yeah. subjective. I feel like instead of like having saying X amount of years is how long it needs to how long ago it needs to be for it to be nostalgic, I kind of think of it as like a different phase in your life, like. Exactly. What I'd consider nostalgic would be like there's a lot of different things I'd consider nostalgic, but that's because it takes me to different parts of my past. That's I would say way. like I feel like it usually is surrounded around our childhood, but it is still possible like in adulthood mm-hmm. to have yeah. I mean obviously yeah, I can't be nostalgic about anything in adulthood because we're still like in our early stages of our adulthood. But like let's say like once we're in our thirties, <laughs> there might be something that'll be nostalgic uh, I- about the twenties for us. You can still definitely, I feel like you can still, even at our age, you can still definitely be nostalgic about things, because I would well, say, no, no, I'm talking I, I about like, say like from adulthood, basically, we've only, no, like, I know, I, I know, I know like, what you're talking it's about. It's been really short. <laughs> no, like, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I feel like even though it's been so short, just because of the way, how much people change at this age, I feel like this, this is the age where a lot of shit can become nostalgic, even if it only happened like, fuck, like a year ago, like, yeah, I mean, especially with the last year. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So it's like, it's like once again, the whole subjective thing. It's like, it completely depends on like just a bunch of random different factors. It's like, yeah. I don't, that's why I feel like it's so hard. That's why I feel like there's just the, the whole debate online, honestly. It's just so hard to nail down like the time frame of nostalgia because it's just like, ah, oh, what is this? I think it's just different for every person. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like all the technological advancements that we've lived through have created a weird feeling with time mm-hmm. in that, you know, like our generation, like older Gen Z, we were like at the very beginning of that, you know, like we got the smart boards and we were just like phasing out of like a lot of old technology. And, and then all those like, 90s things have kind of carried over to us a little bit. Like right. I'd say some of the early at least, like, when I think about it, like, like, early shows, maybe some of the tech, but I can't really think of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about the iPhone came out when we were, like, mm. in third grade, like, oh, yeah, you know, and so since then, think. there have been so many advancements, and so it feels like a lot more time has passed than mm-hmm. actually has, um, which I feel like creates a weird kind of temporal yeah. thing for me. <laughs> what is time? <laughs> 
exactly. Um, but yeah, we could definitely just kind of start with like TV shows and shows. So from our- what, like, what are some things that you, what are some things that you would consider nostalgic? Oh, definitely Disney Channel. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Channel, that yeah. era, like, yeah. Zach and Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Impossible, also. Oh, I love that show. Or That's yeah. a Raven. That's a Raven. Yeah. Had- <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say Hannah Montana. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah Montana, Corey in the House. Mm, yeah, one. yeah. Oh, I love that show. It was actually a good spinoff. <laughs> Dude, fuck, um... The past couple of, like months ish or so, Sophie's been watching like old Disney show shows. Like she, well, she's watching Pink Panther now, so she's taking a break from. But she was watching like she finished Hannah Montana. She was watching Sweet Life, and then she's gonna watch Wizard someplace. And I just, it was oh, just yeah. like listening in and being like, "Good God, I recognize this." I love Wizards of Waverly Place. That was, I think, that was like my favorite Disney show. I feel like it's just like the best one. Yeah. Do you guys like have a favorite character from that show? <laughs> I don't remember. Some of the I don't. I, I liked Harper just because she was just so out there. I don't think <laughs> they make weird characters like that anymore. I feel like a lot of um, TV shows now they want to make teenagers seem like really cool and collected, mm-hmm. and want to make them wacky. They want to make them like adults. Yeah. Exactly. They want to make them the opposite of what teenagers actually are. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the kids that were starring in these shows were kids. Like, they were 15, 14, 15 years old when they oh, yeah. started. So, I mean, or younger. Um, I don't, I might also kind of think about like the Jonas Brothers and like, you know, like their image when we were like when they were Disney stars, like they, yeah. they're like, you know, the pure, the pure boys, like, you know. Well, that always happens. Image. That always happens. To yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they were so successful and it was carrying on into like their teenhood and they couldn't be teens in mm-hmm. front of the cameras. They had to do it like in private. Oh yeah. That just really messed with their like I think like I saw something about it like messing with their like like how they viewed themselves and stuff. Like they were having trouble forming their identity because yeah. of that. Oh yeah, that that it's a good thing to bring up with these sort of Disney shows that I feel like like um there obviously there could be some exceptions, but I feel like you always hear about that happening with like Mm-hmm. all these child actors it's like you know it's either they like they just always get fucked up in something like uh poor mm-hmm. miley cyrus like i i would say for miley cyrus she's more so on the low-key end because her like mm-hmm. getting messed up with that was just society being like look at her she's express it's a woman expressing her sexuality you know fuck this yeah yeah but i like, feel like it's also it's it's exaggerated it really yeah. is like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like if it weren't a famous person or you know oh, yeah. it's not that big of a deal but because yeah. and they grew up in front of the camera and people know them as somebody that's innocent and untouchable that when they do yeah. anything slightly outside of the image it's going to get blown up oh well, yeah that's exactly, I, not bad. That's exactly sure. go ahead, like baby. they like i feel like with that stuff because like you know early on like while they're like during their teenage years or something usually with like disney stars like a lot of that teenage stuff that they're going through is like you know hidden from the camera and then like once they're adults and it like is all like on display it's like why did this come from this is all out of nowhere when that's really been going on for like a long time it's just exactly. out of nowhere to us it's just um, it's a parasocial relationship yeah i was gonna say <laughs> the way i was kind of damn because the way uh ec is like it sounds exactly like what's what happens with like youtubers and live streamers now where people like mm-hmm. Ugh. Like that that joke I made earlier, like I'm literally shaking and crying right now. Markiplier would never do this. I'm like, how do you know? You don't know him. Mm-hmm. Like, 
yeah, he makes a bunch of videos, but he's probably not putting on his like complete, just like naked soul into the fucking. Yeah. Video. Like if he did, I feel like if somebody did do that, people wouldn't watch him because that would, you know, they'd be kind of fucking weird. I know, I know. For me, if somebody was doing that, I'd tune in and be like, oh god, like respect. We know like the version of themselves that they present to us, but we don't really know them. Yeah, exactly. Only they can truly know themselves. Yeah, like, I, feel, I feel like a great video on this topic is the one that we watched by Cheyenne Lynn that goes into like boy bands, especially. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Gave a lot of insight to Jonas Brothers, but also uh, EXO and like Korean bands as well, like boy bands. Oh, like K-pop. So we should, yeah. If we, we can, that in the description. We could, we could put that. We could link that if we remember. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah, it's it's pretty long, like an hour and a couple minutes. Um, but it's really, really good and really in depth about everything mm-hmm. around like child stars, especially boy bands. Fuck yeah. Um, but I'll yeah, it's yeah, it's screwed up. But I feel mm-hmm. like the the show that comes to my mind is being like the last show that was reminiscent of, of that era was good luck charlie I feel yes like. mm, yeah I, I take i take back everything so good luck charlie is the best disney that is show. a great show. I, I love that show that. it's I, so wholesome yeah i was uh that was that was actually i misremembered that was the last uh disney thing sophie was watching before she went to pink panther i believe but yeah i i did it's funny i didn't watch a single bit of it but she was always watching it when we were chatting on facetime so i basically heard the whole show that show's good it has like fucking like character arcs well, sure. like, now you you can go watch it yourself <laughs> i don't want to i've listened to all of it yeah um i it, also i feel like i don't now that i'm thinking about it like you know with the vlog style that's in good luck charlie and like mixing that with iconic i feel like the mishmash of those two is kind of like in a way predicted like how youtube has become oh yeah definitely. it's just yeah. so weird to think exactly I, like, she was the OG influencer i didn't think about how good luck charlie could have also like you know mm-hmm. set a tone to that because <laughs> yeah, like well, everyone it's... thinks about iCarly because it's about a web show before like web shows were really a thing yeah but i feel like i i haven't watched iCarly in years so take this myself. i kind of feel like good luck charlie did it better if only for the thing that it's just a super cute thing like she's just recording well, video, video diaries for her baby sister to teach her yeah. life lessons and stuff i'm like damn that's really sweet like holy I'm, fuck also like with good luck charlie it's more like personalized because it's not really focused on like you know it's just for her it's not like for the internet or an audience yeah well and then the they, audience is a family member so it doesn't matter as much and then they get to have a really sweet ending with the her they i think it was like she did she did the last video diary and then they got the whole cast together and they all like sang the theme song together and I'm like damn Aww, that's, a pretty that's good so cute oh, it helps the, uh, i don't the remember theme. the finale to be honest because it's been oh, so long yeah, yeah it also I, helps I, the... I remember that the brother was going off to school mm-hmm. mm, i know yeah. uh, um the sis the big sister who does the they were both like the, i think the brother had already gone off to college and now she was going as well oh i think no no i think uh pj the older brother i think he was doing like community college or something or during yeah. like during the last couple seasons and then yeah, yeah, yeah. teddy the main character i think was, yeah uh, it was probably oh, yeah. when she went off to college yep and i, it, I was, it also helps because that that theme song from that show fucking slaps Mm-hmm. Yeah, the theme the theme songs are always great, and yeah. it doesn't matter how many years pass. Like I will always remember 
the words. It's like, I feel like I do kind of wonder at the same time, though, like how much of it is like because we're so nostalgic of it that we find it so good. But like, oh, yeah, I, that, well, that's my, I feel that's, like, go ahead. I feel like it's a mix of that, but also like a mix of the style changing for Disney, like the way the songs are. Like their songs now are just weird. Yep. They make no sense to me, but well, it's just I, in I, my adult brain. I was just. Because I, I think, well, the one thing that really helps the Good Luck Charlie theme song is Bridget Mandler has a really fucking mm-hmm. amazing voice. Oh, yeah. I like, I uh, I don't, uh, I don't think she makes, I don't know if she still makes music, but there's like yeah. some songs from like her early on in her career that I still yeah. really like. Well, yeah, she did, uh, yeah, she did Lemonade Mouth. I remember that was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that was uh, great. That was definitely was bonkers for movie. all the musicals. I can't stand yeah. musicals now but i was bonkers you, for that you musical yourself out you fool so you'll never watch mama mia <laughs> I, I will just because it's so iconic but at a different point um yeah i, I tried <laughs> yeah because i the movie that i was obsessed with was high school musical it was my life i watched it almost every day when i was a kid um and I just like that's when I fell in love with Zac Efron and you know like the whole like high school ideal and especially mm-hmm. not being American um mm-hmm. a big appeal I have you know it's like I was I was a kid I was like five or six right so I had a lot mm-hmm. of ideas about what America was like and what people yeah what people were like and so and you got me, that it was room. like this magical affair. Obviously, I didn't think that, you know, they sung and danced all the time. But I was <laughs> really... No, really? <laughs> like, I went to... The schools in Argentina, they require you to wear uniforms. Mm-hmm. So uh, in my first couple years there, I, I wore uniforms to school. And I thought it was going to be so cool that I didn't have to wear a uniform anymore. I could, like, express my personality or whatever. But yeah, it was like... High School Musical was, like, the movie that makes me the most nostalgic. Oh yeah. Uh, but I feel like now it's not as, or at least when we watch them now, um, they're not quite as good because we're no longer the target audience for that. So the jokes kind of fall flat. And yeah. most, Im- I feel like most importantly too, we've been in high school. So we're just like, yeah, some yeah, bullshit. Like, no. It's not like this. It's not I cool. kind of judge like, like any show that's like set in high school. I kind of yeah. judge them for how they portray. I'm like, oh yeah, mm. agree. Like, wait, wait. Well, way too adult now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, okay, we experience I, the horrors of life too much. I actually okay, so I watched some other shows that were from like you know that time era, but not like I was too young to watch those things. Like my mm-hmm. life as a, a like my secret life as an American teenager, or whatever and stuff. Like, no, they still like really adultify the characters. Like, like I swear, like that entire show, I've only watched like I didn't even watch. I only finished one yeah, season I, I of it. Tried, but it's too I, soapy for me. It is exactly. <laughs> it's so it's so much like a soap opera, and, and at the like same time, era. they like really adultify everyone. Like all yeah. the characters just want to sleep with each other, but they don't. <laughs> yeah, and I that that I will, and oh. they don't understand contraception. <laughs> that that part has always weirded me out. How in so many like high school shows and stuff, they're always like all these characters want to fuck, and I'm like. This makes yeah. me uncomfortable because even though like, the, tech, no, like, the actors are like not, that. <laughs> well, no, more so for me, the act, like even though the actors aren't teenagers, these characters are teenagers. So this feels yeah, real fucking yeah. sus to me. I'm it like, kind of just did have Jeffrey kinda, produce this? It yeah. kind of just puts on a show of like, I it's not literally pedophilia, but it kind of puts on a show yeah. of it. 
Well, it, it kind of, what was I, I was going to say? Oh, yeah. yeah you uh, shows like, um, like one of the shows that comes to mind right now is this Spanish show that's on Netflix called Elite and it's about high schoolers and an like elite high school. And one of, and I think in the first season, they already have like a threesome scene and these people are like years old and it's really weird it is really weird that's why i appreciate like sex education for example that's like it focuses on how awkward sex can be whereas all these other ones that are already like doing all these like you know kama sutra positions and shit like Mm -hmm. that it's like no the more the more accurate thing would be they try to do the kama sutra position and fail horribly and it's fucking hilarious I mean, yeah, it's pretty exactly. obvious that their ta- their target audience is not teenagers. Yeah, their target audience is old creepy men. Yeah. yeah. We're like, oh, I love watching teenagers sleep with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I, I, I also just brings a question of like why, you know, because people are thinking about, well, if you have younger kids, you can't like shoot the sex scenes. It's like, but why are we so concerned with showing kids having sex? Like yeah like on the one hand yes like for not for every kid but like that can be a that can be a part of the high school journey yeah but it's not for like you don't need to have it like yeah it happens but it's not necessary like so many people people, myself included really go through go throughout high school never having a sexual experience and that's fine like I feel like it's also like how much they they shove this down our throats I know this it did it for me it feels they make you feel like when you're in high school, like you have to have a relationship before you get out of high school. Otherwise you've like failed high school, you know? Yeah, I did. I, I kind of like didn't understand how people even bothered with relationships in high school. But I guess that's just because when I looked around everyone we went to high school with, I was like, no. Yeah, you would, <laughs> the, you would, you would look at the guys. So yeah. high school guys, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, it just Especially comes down to the like, ones that we were around. <laughs> like, no, for me, it's gonna happen naturally. So it's kind of exactly. like if you find somebody that you know you have a connection with and you click with, it yeah. happens. If not, no. But it definitely yeah. has a requirement. And I yeah. definitely felt that pressure when I was in high school of like, okay, I need oh, yeah. Um, especially when I was younger than high school age, I was like obsessed mm-hmm. with this idea of popularity and the mean girl and stuff, which Disney had a like big impact on that because they always yeah. had me and popular and then when I got into high school I was like this doesn't really exist it's too yeah, yeah like, I, the, like I mean sure. popular people exist but not in like the rigid like our high school was like very I feel like it was definitely a lot more unique with its clicks because like of the or maybe it is just how normal high school is with their clicks I don't know but like you know, they always have the jocks and the popular people and stuff. When I feel like most of our high school, like most of the school was jocks. Well, yeah, that's sense. the thing like, too. Everyone feel, had a sport almost. I feel like that's the thing too. Like I think those high school movies, they never addressed. There's a lot of like bleed through and like crossover between cliques. Like I know like if you we look at my old friend group example, it, I, at least on my friend group, I definitely could have been considered a jock. I love fucking weightlifting and stuff. And then you had nerds. It's like, there's always a lot of bleed through. It's not just like, it's usually not just like an entire group of of like nerds or an entire group of like the popular hot girls. Like, yeah, those, like, I feel like at first, it's like at first, like how I view it is I feel like at first, like, you know, birds of feather flock get well tracked to each other. But I feel like, especially as you get into like senior year and stuff, it gets so mixed. And especially because in senior year, at least 
the vibes I got, everybody feels that kind of sense of cam- cup, fuck, camaraderie. That like, oh fuck, we made it through high school. So it's like, especially towards the end of senior year, I kind of felt like I was at least friendly acquaintances with everybody in our class. You know, even if I hadn't talked to them, I, I felt like I, in the back of my mind, I kind of was like, well, that guy seems cool. Like mm-hmm. it also helps, you know, towards senior year, I feel like usually the the dumbasses and the idiot students are all weeded out because they've either dropped because they either dropped out or got held back. Yeah. Or um, you know, some of the really good people just like graduated early. Exactly. Yeah. I I know someone who graduated early and well, I haven't talked to her after like I had that class with her. I just knew she was gonna graduate early. And she did. And I'm just mean all over like I don't want to take I could have I could have been taking the easy way out and just done an extra English class and graduated early, but nope, I'm just like, no, I'll torture myself before I be. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> That's fair. I feel like with high school, it's like, well, to me, it was really easy to like, at least get a diploma because it I know it's not as hard as it could be. Like, mm-hmm. just take these classes and get C's at least. <laughs> it's, it's, or is it's it a, a D? It's well, much- Go ahead. I mean, it depends. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like the same for me. It's like, okay, you can need to get a fire. I feel like it's uh, it's much the same as like nostalgia in a way, where it's completely subjective per person because everybody has their mm-hmm. own like learning struggles and such. But yeah, yeah I feel like yeah. if we, uh, generalizing though, yeah, comparatively to college, yeah, high school diploma is fucking oh, yeah, easy for sure. I mean, like for sure, like I know for sure, like there's a mix of some people just will never understand the subject because it just there's just something about that it doesn't click for them no mm. matter how many times you explain it to them yeah, or you know it's just a lack of resources like it depends on what high school you're at too because mm-hmm. i know i'm sure like other high schools it's a lot harder to like graduate like mm-hmm. i think our high school had a pretty re- decent graduation rate compared to like maybe some other schools that are were that are in portland yeah because like cleveland wasn't in like a bad area it was like pretty middle class area mm-hmm. like a lot of the students were there there were middle class mm-hmm. yeah like yeah we cleveland it was kind of just like all around just middle ground anyway um we should get back to movies <laughs> <laughs> um Do you guys yeah, have, like... uh, i guess we could still i have a little bit more to say about disney i was more of a disney oh, okay. Nickelodeon, but we can definitely move Oh no! If you have stuff, more stuff to say about Disney, that's fine. I was just saying we should get back I, to. Yeah, I feel like for me it wasn't like I think it was like it wasn't so much part like Disney did play a role in nostalgia for me, but I feel like it was just like the Teen Titans show that was more nostalgic to me because yeah. I just I I could easily binge watch thing at any time if I'm in the mood. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely influenced me like even after like that part of my childhood, like that oh, early yeah. childhood. Well, I feel like Teen Titans, that's also, it's also an example of like simultaneously a really fun cartoon, but also like kind of like The Last Airbender, it also teaches really cool, good like mm-hmm. life's lessons about being a teenager because they're all mm-hmm. like, that's the fun thing about Teen Titans. They're all actually teenagers and they fucking act like it. Looking at you, Beast Boy. How is that um, more realistic than all these shows that are trying to? I tell you, we're living in the wrong time. Even in high school. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, and, oh, that's another thing. I used to play a Teen Titans like online game. I used to have uh-huh. the best online games on the website. Yeah, yeah. Like, what happened? Different characters and like it was kind of like you know you had to go through several levels and then you got to mm-hmm. press like keys and stuff but then oh, you yeah i think money. i know what game you're talking about that sounds familiar yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And I used to play them all the time because um, one of the first like jobs that my dad had, he did like some freelance design and I would always go to work with him. And I, you know, there was always like a free computer. So I would always <laughs> go on them and that's always what I would play. Um, so and then yeah. like someone comes back to the computer and the boss is like, so what were you doing playing the Teen Titans game for five hours? <laughs> But it's okay, because I was, you know, like... Like, like they don't know it's you that used it. They think someone else used it. (laughs) Yeah, but it was like they were working for themselves. It was like my dad and a Mm -hmm. few of his friends. So That makes sense. It was fine. fine. Like, there was no boss. (laughs) It would be funny if there was. (laughs) But that's what it made me think of. It made me think of all the online games, too, that were so good. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I still look for them. You know, like the mind. Are they even still up? (laughs) Well, I know. I don't know. Because Flash Player went out, yeah, no, right, I don't think right. Anymore, I know. Yeah. Uh, I know, like the website that I played a lot of my games in middle school when I wasn't playing like the Disney or Nickelodeon games. Was mm-hmm. it's still up? It's like Ancon Arcade or mm-hmm. something like that. They yeah. have a lot of Flash games still on there. Yeah, like if you want to, you want to run a Papa's Fraseria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all the, all the, um, still there. Games. <laughs> I yeah, love- the Paratrooper one. No, that's a typing game. Yeah, the girl. Yeah, the um, yeah, but the the typing games when we had to learn to type, and then it didn't really fucking matter anyways. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> you want to type? Um, oh, yeah. I. I think when I started getting good at typing games, I was like typing games. Yeah, because I'd be like really good at it because I was really good at typing. Yeah, you it didn't wasn't care about when that. I was still learning. Yeah, it's like you didn't even care typing. about. I like to yeah. think you didn't even yeah, care I about. Yeah, I pretty good at it, but like I've gotten, I've gotten used to it just from using computers for a long yeah, time. Exactly. Now I don't even look at the screen that much. It uh, is a good incentive for like kids that you when you're trying to get your kid to learn how to type. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. But it, it is good, and kids should like learn how to. Type. They should learn how to type. Otherwise, you'll end up being that person who types with two fingers. Yeah, no, yeah. please yeah. don't do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna judge someone who no. does that like at our age because. Typing was a very new is a very new skill, and that was just common to us. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's the thing, though. I feel like that. Oh, I feel like typing that's. If you're not in a rush, typing that's fine. But yeah, I know if you're in a rush, like I've had that happen where I'm in a rush and the person is typing slowly. I'm like, you better type fucking fast, boy. I'm about to beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like in a competition with myself to try to speed up. I've gone pretty fast, <laughs> but I'm yeah. nowhere near B. <laughs> yeah, I know he's like. 100 i think he's like a hundred oh, something yeah. words per minute i'm not even near that i thought you said b and i'm like who the fuck is b i said b <laughs> yeah no i misheard you i'm i'm in the 70s but i'm not in the hundreds <laughs> mm-hmm. still faster yeah. than you guys though <laughs> yeah yeah it's because you're a maniac i like typing <laughs> mm-hmm. so what are some other things you guys found nostalgic like we got Ooh. Disney shows. We got Teen Titans. Well, for me, I a couple a couple things I find nostalgic. Um, I'm gonna what order. Um, I actually find the uh, in hindsight, I don't like the movie as much, especially because it's directed by Joss Whedon, and Joss Whedon is a fucking scumbag. Fuck Joss Whedon. But mm. um, I really am nostalgic for the uh, the first. Avengers movie, you know, the first one where they all teamed up, solely because I have a really fond memory of, uh, what did I do? Oh, yeah, I saved up my own money and bought my own physical copy of it, and I got a deal where it came with free 
uh, Red Baron pizza and free and a free like bottle of Dr. Pepper. Oh, nice. The pizza. So he just gave you a movie night, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the pizza was dog shit. The sodas, you know, Dr. Pepper's good. But um, it, I, I just have good to solve for it because I was in at least my first, the first thing comes to mind of me being like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big kid now. I bought my own fucking movie. I bought my own pizza. Fuck yeah. Like, you know, kind of just be like, I'm a big kid now. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah. Like, yeah, just that sort of like, I guess you could say the first moment of feeling independent, you know, because I did mm-hmm. it completely. I think like, ooh, I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm really nostalgic of the Harry Potter series, world or fandom. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. read the books anymore because I've read them way too many times as a kid. Uh, my teacher ended up having to ban me from reading because I would I only that. read them. I wouldn't read anything else kind of glad he forced me to read something else because you know i, feel like, I, feel like I learned I, I found other books that were great i feel like if you didn't you'd still be reading them to this day um maybe we don't know i don't know i don't think so I, probably probably not i don't know i, I get them. tired of it at some point yeah i read them the entire way through once and then i've like picked up the books that i liked the most and read those I literally, I have all the Harry Potter books. I even have like the the Hogwarts library thing, you know, with like, you know, the three books, like one of them was like the, 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 the book, the story tales or whatever from the Harry Potter universe, yeah. like, you know, with the Philosopher's Stone and stuff. And yeah. then I have like two that were like info books with a, that I think were existent within the world or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like, I have all of that. I, I can't read two of those because it's just literally information. It's like, here's what this animal is like or whatever. You know, but what was that movie that was spun off from one of them? It was like um, something Fantastic Beast. I have that one. I can't read it because it's just information. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like the Lord of the Rings Silmarillion. It's just mine. They're just like ramming your, they're just like skull fucking you with information. I'm like, I would, Mm -hmm. if I wanted to do this, I'd go to college. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but yeah for me it's also nostalgic it was the first book series that I really got into and that kind of introduced me to extensive world building mm-hmm. um, now it's like I and obviously I've, I've like, participated a lot in the fandom and I kind of got a following for like the fan yeah. fiction that I was writing mm-hmm. about four or five years ago now and I had a friend that was really into it so we were into it together so I was like heavily involved <laughs> yeah um, now it's like i don't really care for it and obviously all mm-hmm. the stuff with jk rowling like really does not make Ugh, me yeah. read it anymore but i, I, remember I yeah to go to like the universal studios and like mm-hmm. go and see them now i don't really care and i'm gonna give yeah. my harry potter books away when i can but it did play a significant role in like me wanting to write and you know thinking yeah like, i could do that too if i wanted mm-hmm. yeah I so I, with- uh, go ahead I was gonna say I think like with the Harry Potter series like like I it did get me to really enjoy like being in my head and not talking to people (laughs) but also like I think instead of like for a little bit I did think I'd want to be a writer but I'm like I don't get it (laughs) like now that I think about it like as an as I as an older person not like not what I now, I didn't realize this, like, as an adult. I really, I, like, literally realized this, like, sometime in high school. I was like, I'm, nope. <laughs> um, but, like, I feel like more with me, it just instilled, like, a, like a, a soft spot for, like, magic 
like just a magical world or like oh, yeah. just the idea of magic because like I'm thinking back to it because like um when I was a kid I played Maple Story a lot and a lot of the characters I liked were like distance ranged characters that were ma- that did magic yeah. and then just <laughs> like your D&D character <laughs> yeah. I'm a wizard of yeah. course I'm a wizard okay I watched those Great. I never played Wizard 101. I saw those ads. I just remember the ads for it and being like, <laughs> I really want to play this. I like look at that and I'm like, no, this is not it. <laughs> it's, it? it was annoying to me. I forget. Was Wizard 101? Was that like free or did you have to like? It was for? one of those MMORPG games. No, I, I know. No, I know. I know what type of game it was. I was what I was asking yeah. is like. I think, I think it was free. Download it and like mm-hmm. have specific software. Yeah. 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 I mean, Maple Story is like that. Like, I think there might have been like you know, um, purchasable content or stuff like. Oh yeah, they always do that. Oh, um, oh my gosh! Another but game. now thinking about it, I I just remember the. I also had like the Harry Potter game like for PS2. I had I had a Lego DS Lego game. Hmm. I have I found Lego Harry Potter um on sale a while a couple years ago for oh. DS, so I bought it. <laughs> Yeah, it was oh, fun. another nostalgic thing. I know it's nostalgic for you too. You see, Animal Crossing. Animal <laughs> I know Crossing. Jackson yes. doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I had it for Wii, and um, and it was something that another family member gave to me because my parents would mm-hmm. never give me any life simulation games because they're like, <laughs> "You are going to be sucked into it, and you're never going to go outside ever." I'm guessing you did. <laughs> I-, I did. On, on the game um now i would go down to my basement because that's where we was and i would play I, I had um the city folk one mm-hmm. so it was about this like being the city mayor or whatever and oh, yeah. i had a ds game too that i would play but i absolutely yeah. loved it and, like the animals were so cute and then uh, yes like, I, do what I, I, wanted, so. I remember um my first animal crossing game was the new leaf version uh, which mm-hmm. was for 3ds and I like I had the setup with all my villagers. I had Bob. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves Bob. I honestly kind of loved how like Bob's like he's like a dude cat. Like I love how he's purple and like like rocking all this like more feminine stuff rather than like mm-hmm. you know like being like a eagle with a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, I love how he was just different. Yeah, he I was a walker who was this dog in my version. I don't know why. I just like felt just this attachment to him for no reason. But I love that. I love I mean, that Sam had a cafe mm-hmm. um, attached to it and then that you could go see KK Slider at the cafe. Yes. Like, it was so great. And every single like Saturday at eight o'clock, I was there. I was the number one fan. That's so great. You're just in the front screaming. Yeah, I'm like your only person there. Yeah, you're like you're like fucking flashing your tits at him. You're like, oh, man. I was a KK Slider groupie. So. <laughs> For crazy. sure. I don't. I don't remember. I think with the New Leaf version, um, I think it was like they had like Shrunk's Comedy Club. So like, I remember, like, I was obsessed with going to the comedy club every time because I wanted to get all the reactions and I. Honestly, his jokes weren't even that funny. I just liked how funny he looks. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the facial expressions he would be making. They just, just, what a combo. And I think KK came out afterwards. You know, he's the opening act. <laughs> yeah. 
make way for KK. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of video games or like games, I think another one that comes to mind is Dragon Table. I don't know if anybody's played Dragon Table here. No. But, um, it was this kind of. Um, yeah, it was another RPG that you could play online, and you you mm-hmm. could choose to like be a mage or a rogue or like any That's kind nice. of people, like thing. I feel like there were a lot of those types of games because yeah. um, the company from um, Nexon, the company that runs MapleStory, they have like um, like um, what's I think it was called Fate. My it's a little nostalgic to me, but it was more like my, I would always be watching my cousins play it. I would never have played it myself really i think i just always saw something and it was like you know you could be a wizard or whatever um but it was those kind of games i feel like because you're doing quests and yeah, stuff with the townspeople yeah and you have to fight creatures and stuff but that was mm-hmm. that was something like me and some of my friends did and that's mm-hmm. me. v know v knows about dragon fable and he posted about dragon fable because they had like a 20th anniversary or some shit oh, like that nice. So how, do like, to, okay, how do you feel to how do you feel to know that you're pretty much the same age as your game? <laughs> yeah, I know. A little bit off, but close enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was in terms of games, I didn't really have a lot of games that were like nostalgic to me. I guess Zelda. I played Zelda mm. on my DS and I liked that. And then there was a Wii version, but I didn't play that as much. But Zelda is a little bit more nostalgic. I kind of feel like the on man out with like some of the games that people find nostalgic because I've never played a Zelda game until I got Breath of the Wild this year. Like I have this friend. I always hear people talking about Zelda. I'm like, the fuck is Zelda? I okay. This really annoyed my friend in middle school, but like I literally thought Link was Zelda, and (laughs) she was annoyed that I didn't know that that was Link. Oh yeah. I have the it's same the thing. modern Frankenstein's monster, like Frankenstein is the doctor, actually. <laughs> but then like afterwards, uh, like, actually, even though after she pointed out to me, I kept calling him Zelda because I knew she hated him. <laughs> okay, it's so like Link does not say a word, but you love him anyway. <laughs> like I think he's great. And also like his it's just his design is awesome mm-hmm. as well. I love his little outfit. Okay. Why don't we put Zelda on the cover, though? <laughs> why is Link exactly. always on the front? Well, that, that's Link why is the one that's doing the back-breaking labor. <laughs> Zelda's yeah, just Zelda. like, she's like Princess Peach. She does not do shit. So yeah, Zelda's like, just laying back and jerking off. Oh, like, God. Link, you know, Link's the one getting, like, punched in the face by a big old pig, and he's like, ugh. I mean, Zelda's busy getting kidnapped all the time. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> With- <laughs> but I find it kind of funny to think about how similar like Mario and Zelda are now that I think about it is Nintendo just specialized in characters getting kidnapped (laughs) I do love oh Mario for the Wii also it's home like oh my gosh my cousins and my brother oh yeah yeah my my cousin and my brother and I we got so with tomorrow like um so when we were in I was in middle school we were at my cousin's house every day because, you know, they were like, ba- well, they my cousins weren't babysitting me, but because our uncle was home, we basically would just come over so that we had an adult figure in the house instead of just being home alone. You yeah. wouldn't just leave a bunch of 10-year-olds home alone, a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old home alone. They can't do anything. <laughs> well, I don't think I even knew how to use the microwave yet, so <laughs> I don't remember. 
I was that's like 10 years 10 11 years ago so I don't know what I knew yeah. but like we would play Mario every single day and we would like literally we it was like our heart and soul like we threw each other off of the cliff out of anger <laughs> yeah wow. I got so mad one time that I gave them the silent treatment for like two days <laughs> Just dance. Uh, all these are coming to me now like all the the famous we want games like yeah, yeah we I remember uh well, yeah all the we sports games and then uh there's just so many good like uh superhero games right well uh, like the arkham series obviously and then like mm. the uh the movie time for the amazing spider-man one movie the movie time for the second movie sucked like the movie yeah movie's not too bad but um and then like ultimate the ultimate alliance series uh fucking what else Ultimate alliance yeah, just, just there. There's a lot of old, charming superhero and like Star Wars Ooh, games. Oh, like yeah, like I the remember Lego an old any Lego I, game. And those Lego games, Legos suck. games. Yeah, they're they are the best. Oh, I just remembered another game that I really loved playing as a kid. Um, so okay, did you guys ever watch like Ben Ten when we were like kids? Because that was uh, a cartoon. Yeah, I didn't personally. Yeah. Like I saw the I saw the mm-hmm. ads for it, but I never watched it. That's fine. I yeah, was like obsessed with that show also to the point where I like saw the game existed like in the store and I think I might have begged my mom for it because I really wanted to play it and I don't know that's just such a good game it's like one of those regular like fighting type games but because it's based on Ben 10 you also get to change into the different aliens that he can be in the show yeah and you get you get superpowers it's just so nostalgic yeah well it's the yeah, I remember there was a another soldier moment, just Cartoon Network in general. But I remember there mm-hmm. was a contest on Cartoon Network. They're like, you can win the the green and black car from Ben Ten, like the green and black Camaro. And I nearly entered, and I was like, fucking eight. <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna do? Get the mom, look, I got a Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it like, there. Don't even get insurance for it. You can't even drive. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, what are you going to do? Just like <laughs> let it stew in your driveway? No. You're going to tax like, an eight year old who got a Camaro? <laughs> I mean, I got like the only thing I think is like you could sell it. That's uh, all. But that's that the would only suck. Thing I what? I mean, it makes sense if you can't afford to keep it. Well, yeah. But that would really suck. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I got a Camaro. <laughs> get get fucked, I, I got money. I do, I do kind of feel like with like, as an adult looking back at some of my nostalgic things like a lot of the stuff that has gone on behind the scenes like that mask is like ripped off now because everyone i feel like a lot of video essays i see like do talk about that type of stuff i don't know that's just what i feel about what kind of stuff like you know like how we were talking about earlier about like disney stars and stuff like you know you know you gotta see them being an adult rather than just be an innocent child like, I'm just, like, saying in general with a lot of, like, stuff from our childhood, like, I feel like the mask of that, like, just yeah. ripped off, like, here's the reality of what yeah. was going on behind the scenes. It's like, the they're old now, I know, look, they murdered somebody. Like, I, I know this is, like, like, rumored or stuff, but, like, you know how, like, with, like, a lot of Dan Schneider shows, like, iCarly and stuff, like, there's just always feed. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, no, yeah, like, no, it's there's, not... Like, it's not rumored. He does. He has like a massive foot fetish. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was rumored or not. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know if it was true. 
he is but I could see that. <laughs> complete pedophilic foot fetishist. That's why there's somebody like that's why in the intro of the show, there's like so many shots of them like wiggling their toes to the camera. And it's so gross because as a kid, you're like, oh, funny, funny toes. Toes are funny. As an adult, you watch it, it's like <clears throat> I feel like, okay, like as a kid, when I was thinking about it. Like, I feel like the feet stuff was just overdone. Like, some of, like, the toe wiggling scene that they have, like, in the title sequence, right? Exactly. I thought that was funny. But, like, or, like, in Victorious, when, like, Tori did bow and arrow with her feet, I thought that was weird. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, like, that shit, that was just, like, cool. Like, that's I just, like, that's like also it... cool. But there were some days where I'm just, like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely creepy, but I feel like it also... Like, iCarly in particular did a lot for the, you know, like, I'm so random, like, oh, yeah. type of humor that was really, yeah. really, imp- like, important to us when we were in middle school or younger, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, wow. Well, it's still important. They don't make any sense. So mm-hmm. many, like, I feel like that was the era for just, like, a very small bit with, like, iCarly where it kind of did it, I don't want to say it did it good because I don't know if you can do that kind of humor good, but it did it all right. Like, it wasn't, great but it was like okay like it did that sort of lull to random humor in an all right fashion mm-hmm. like where it was tolerable with, but yeah. then now yeah now it's just gotten completely out of control it's like shut the fuck up like with all that it's stuff. like like i feel like it was pretty balanced like it was mm-hmm. just the right amount like the randomness was random but yeah. it wasn't too random to the point where it made no sense yeah it's still like a coherent yeah it's still like a coherent storyline like it wasn't just all over the place balls to the wall insanity compared to like the stupid yeah. like, fucking whatchamacallit the stupid dog shit steven universe and like fucking um i don't know i st- i kind of like steven universe but it is a little yeah, about, about steven universe or what did something come out about steven universe no it's or? just i just think it sucks <laughs> No, I think it's, I mean, I didn't really see the hype in it either, but, like, I understand, like, what it means in terms of, like, Yeah, I was just like, Steven Universe doesn't seem very random. Yeah, it's also just because the fan base, I feel like it's, I guess it's more, less so the show and more so the fan Mm -hmm. base is like that, they're also It's definitely, it's definitely overhyped, but I do, I do enjoy the show, but I just, I don't like it like those, I don't like it like the fandom does. Yeah, I just and then, enjoy uh, it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I guess more better ones you have like ooh, big lolso random one, fucking chowder. That show is Oh chowder, yeah. That I kinda was... I, I liked it, but at the same time I didn't like it. I was like indifferent. Like sometimes I liked it, sometimes I didn't. Yeah, well it, it was one of those weird ones where it was like in the in-between one that they were kind of getting that lolso random humor kind of right, kind of not like I think, Some of I think, it was weird, though. I think off the top of my head, one that kind of did that lolso random good was flapjack because it wasn't just lolso mm. random humor; it was also lolso random. Jesus Christ, that's fucking horrifying! Like that's honestly, like, I, I kind of hated that show. I I liked it just like well, I didn't like it at the time because it scared me, but in hindsight, yeah, I think it, I think it's really good because they they just mm-hmm. leaned into like yeah, we're gonna have lolso random humor, but on the other other foot. We're also gonna have lots of random, just horrific shit. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like that's a much. I'd more probably f- be more fine with it now. I was definitely very horrified of it. Oh yeah. I remember, that's like, true. I was like terrified of Curse the Cowardly Dog. Well, that's, I yeah, should that's not true. have been watching that. Yeah, that's a. That was a, like not strange, for kids. <laughs> it's a strange choice for a kids show. I wonder, like, what I don't think, like, were they even trying to target kids? Because it kind of felt like they were, but at the same time, I. 
I, I was just I, I, I think it was it was maybe older it, it had the vibe of being one of those shows where it was it was designed for both it was kind of designed for not all age groups but it was designed for both like kids and adults where they could both appreciate mm-hmm. it because there's life lessons for kids to learn there and then adults mm-hmm. the really in creative like almost cosmic horror of it at some points like it's, it's kind of funny i just had a funny thought it's like is kirk's tara dog like lovecraft for babies <laughs> probably i know oh, <laughs> there's that freaks me out oh my gosh i feel like i feel like such a win for saying that of all movies that terrified me as a kid it was who framed roger rabbit <laughs> i mean no the because you told us about what scene scared you and that's a very fair scene here it's a guy getting fucking steamrolled into a flat little pancake like it's a real man getting pancake but he's like a cartoon I'm like no that is that's like I made yeah, I made it's also joke. like it's a mix of animation and mm-hmm. like real yeah so you think like that oh was... there's cartoons in this it's gonna be cute and it's not it's like adult yeah, no, it's I was like... horrified well yeah because like you an would... adultified space jam yeah it's like it's a real guy getting squished so you have that reaction like holy fuck the guy's fucking dead it wasn't the getting squished part that got me it was when he got up as a pancake and like the way his eyes looked like they were like oh. crazy bloodshot oh god looking. i didn't know yeah what the fuck horrifying that's, yeah, no, that's what's not the yeah, him getting the him getting up after being steamrolled hurt. yeah that's some like zombie shit he just got squished and he's like nah i'm good i'm like i was like why are you okay i was like i was like he like was got up but he was like flat Stanley mm-hmm. flat. Yeah, I was like, I'm ready. I was like ready for him to like, you know, reinflate or whatever, like cartoon characters tend to do, even though he was a human. I was yeah. like, I'm ready for that. Nope, that didn't happen. Just kind of stuck like that. Just nope. Scarring. I will yeah, never watch that movie, even though it's available on HBO, I think. Yeah. Exactly. I think it like I think it like popped up on my recommend. I was like, no, no, no. I know, I know, I'm pretty sure it's on HBO because I'm pretty sure it has like some Looney Tunes characters in it. I think it has, I think it also, I know, no, I th- it also does have some Disney characters in it because that's the movie where Donald Duck calls Daffy Duck the N-word. I know they have Jessica Rabbit in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I remember like, always being confused by her character. I was like, what are you, huh? <laughs> well, isn't it, like, it's confusing because isn't she like not a rabbit? No. Yeah. No, she's a redhead. She, she's like the girlfriend of the rabbit. So she's being bestiality. Um, but yeah, I guess another I don't know. I I grew up with like um Spirited Away and I love that. Oh, movie. that's a good one. And it's kind of scary. Like if you think about oh. it, it's like about demons and parents getting turned into pigs and shit. I, I remember when I was watching it for the first time as a kid, I was just confused about the what was going on with the movie. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, it is fucking horrifying. Like the the old lady, the Baba Yaga. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was oh, she the, freaked me out a little yeah, bit. I was yeah. when I saw that. I'm like, ooh, fuck that bitch. Yeah, I, I loved that movie as a kid. I was like, I would finish that shit and put it on again. So I don't know what I, was wrong with me, but... Honestly, I also just loved how it just, like... I'm not Japanese, but, like, I love how it just represented, like, another form of Asian culture instead of, like, just the usual, here are some Chinese characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, that's the that's the beautiful thing about... Well, all of Miyazaki's films, they all depict just various forms of Japanese culture yeah. in an awesome way. Like, I remember in Ponyo, they, I don't remember exactly, it's been too long, but they had, like, I believe they had some, like, Japanese water spirits or something. 
something along those mm -hmm. lines in Ponyo. And like, that's what was super cool. Oh, right. Just kind of exposing everybody to like some more spiritual aspects of Japanese culture. I think that's badass. Mm -hmm. I really yeah. like that too. It, I mean, like I am a little nostalgic of just like, just anime and yeah. um, well, yeah, some K-dramas. Cause I have like a whole phase in middle school with that. So. Yep. Well, yeah, it's cause they're all good. Like, or like mm -hmm. they, they, Maybe they impacted your life some way. I was gonna say they impact your life in some way. I'm like, well, I don't know. I can't. I can't be saying that. I'm not. Um, I don't think it could really say that about anime. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, like. Oh, or, or if like anything, uh, too much of it was just targeted for not me. <laughs> another another fun thing with well, there's it's one Miyazaki film and one not. I don't remember who made mm. Barefoot again, but uh. It was also a nice way for Japan to kind of kind of express how the trauma of being fucking nuked, you know? Mm -hmm. They kind of got to show me like, yeah, that shit was fucked up. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Like in a really good way. Just kind of explicitly like, yeah, children fucking died. Children were like blown apart. I hope you can yeah. learn that. Like, I, I feel like people I, don't really talk about that. Like people don't. just say like the the bomb got dropped but they don't really say anything afterwards about yeah, that they it's very kind much, of end the story they very much don't it's because well it's because what happened is um obviously after that, japan surrendered but and then like there's just a gap like i know with me i'm a history buff but like i can't tell you what happened in japan after world war ii like i gotta go look that up later i can't tell you what happened all i know and then at some point for some reason just because they're that cool i guess they forgave america i'm like you had no reason to forgive America, but you did. I that's would a, not have. That's a pretty. That's a pretty homie move. Like, that. That's my thing. I'm like, America. We better have Japan. Japan's back for like the rest of fucking time. Like, if we ever go to war with Japan again, I am taking Japan's side. I'm like, fuck you guys. Yeah, honestly, the oh, U.S. America. could be better. <laughs> that's an understanding. In a lot of ways. Yeah. No, I mean, just... every system has its flaws. Yeah. Trust me, I'm dealing with social security stuff right now. Anyway, like, um, that's just what I'm thinking. Um, okay, I am a little curious though. Um, with like all this nostalgic stuff, like, do you guys feel like in any way, like, all of your nostalgia towards like these different things affect the way that you consume media now? Yes. Oh yeah, I like I said, I'm very nostalgic for like superhero stuff from Star Wars. So I know, mm -hmm. I know myself when a new superhero property or Star Wars property comes out. I'm, I'm definitely biased. I'm like, oh, like I always not necessarily have high expectations for it, mm -hmm. but like I'm always like excited for it. Even like, just like I'm excited for it just because it has the name like Star Wars or Marvel on it. Just because I've mm -hmm. grown up with those things, so I'm naturally inclined to be like, that's gonna be good. When it's like, no, you don't know it's gonna be good. Mm -hmm. Like, could suck. Um, I don't know if my nostalgia has really influenced the media I consume. I mean, I still love Studio Ghibli. Like, I think it's mm -hmm. great. Um, but in terms of other media, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of grown out of it. So there's just like, sure. no. I don't exactly just expect you to go I, around reading like the Magic Treehouse all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh yeah. Magic Treehouse. <laughs> I wasn't super into it, but like it was definitely in my like periphery. It, it, I was aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I read a series of unfortunate events that was I got close to the end but I didn't finish all the books there's like 13 of them you know them. they have the series on Netflix right <laughs> I do I do but I, I read the books okay. when they came out um yeah I, 
I only watched some of the Netflix show on on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I think I did for a little bit, but that was it. Um, but it was one, it was another series that like really impacted me. Mm -hmm. And like, I loved reading. I loved going to the library, um, because we had like at my elementary school, we used to have different days, like days one through five. Oh yeah. 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 Same with my school. I feel Mm -hmm. like I got special treatment in my class because I was like, in first grade yeah, the I, librarians I was literally oh yeah but like I was literally the only kid allowed to take her book home I, like everyone else had to keep it at school yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's I'm like special yeah, she, love <laughs> my teacher awesome. I, I think I remembered asking my teacher like why I was the only one bringing my books home and she's like oh that's because I trust you to bring it back <laughs> yeah, that's good it showed like I, I, think, I, I think I had some teachers like that too it's it's just that nice feeling of like the teacher's like oh my god I, there's this finally one fucking kid I can trust not to just like squirt diarrhea all over this book mm-hmm. yeah I mean I feel like it also helped because like like in my home like I didn't have any books really I just all the books I had were from the library yeah like the only books I owned were either I got like if I if my mom let me I could buy like maybe a couple books during the book fair oh mm-hmm. my god do you guys remember those yeah, I, I, used to I loved those. I, I love to just look through all the, I just like to look through the catalog. I didn't care if I was getting anything. I just wanted to see what was there. Oh yeah, that's always, it's always the one of those, just seeing what they have me like, oh, I know that thing. Cool. And then forgetting about it immediately. Yeah. But then I feel like as I grew up, like, and like towards the end of my elementary school years with the book fair, like, I just, I feel like it started to lose its appeal to me. If anything, I think the popcorn they sold during the book fair was more appealing than the books because it was more targeted towards like first graders and third graders yeah. and fourth and fifth graders. Oh, I yeah. can read a novel, guys. <laughs> These are chapter books. <laughs> oh, and um, I, uh, int- I also had an interesting question for you guys. So, because mm-hmm. we're, you know, talking about solid, I have a, what for, or I guess you could say recent nostalgia what's something nostalgic here that's really recent like that I was just I I just thought of this question because I was thinking like I'm super nostalgic for um like it's it's funny I, I'm nostalgic for it but it's still around it's a game called Battlefront 2 it's the new one mm-hmm. not the old one it's old mm-hmm. that sucks um but the new one even though it's still around it's it's not got a huge player base anymore they're not releasing any new content for it so I'm like nostalgic for it and I was thinking like what's something that's somewhat recent in the grand scheme of things that even though it's recent you guys still have a sense of nostalgia for like maybe it was like it Um, used to be different and it kind of went down the shithole now or like it's just kind of dead but like honestly I feel like for me I don't know why this is like the only thing I can think of but like um like Billie Eilish is like her early music I feel like that's nostalgic oh yeah no that's a good example not like not like you know her current music her current music I I'm just like "Eh." Yeah, no, that's a perfect example. Just it's less like, experimental. Yeah, it's just I mean, like you, you like you prefer the old stuff, and mm-hmm. stuff kind of sucks. Like that's a. That's I'm fine with songs with dentist drills in it. Give me that. Yeah, exactly. That show was cool. Yeah. Is like what's or, like? Oh, never mind. What's up? Oh, I was just gonna add on. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think one thing that is nostalgic for me is this Norwegian show that I watched when I was in Germany uh, called Scum and it, it basically means shame in Norwegian and it was a teen- is that what you are <laughs> yeah it was a teen show uh, that ran 
I think it was, I don't know if it was from 2015 to 2017 or 2016 to 2017, just like just for the year, like releasing multiple seasons over that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it because I, I really kind of got into like critiquing media and um, like doing a lot of analysis through that show. And I remember starting this whole Instagram that got really popular where I was just <laughs> and what I was noticing and you know it's like I had my own like little community and I used, wow, to, you see. <laughs> yeah, I used to go I used to go live and talk to people about the show on there oh um, of course you did <laughs> and there's um yeah and like there's other versions of it too like American and um other European country versions of it since the Norwegian one ended so I don't know if they're still going or not uh, but I haven't okay. checked out but I'm still like very nostalgic for that specific time period and being like so involved in a community. And mm-hmm. um, I think ever since then, yeah. I've been like really into like Scandinavian culture and the languages mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and yeah, like I recently started or I finished because it was only six episodes, but there's like a Swedish yeah. show, um, Young Royals, that has a very similar vibe to that mm-hmm. it's like teen focused in Scandinavian and it just like kind of reminded me of that it's like oh I miss it um and I think <laughs> you got your nostalgia <laughs> made it stand out was that throughout the week because the episodes would come out um at the end of the week throughout the week you would mm-hmm. get like texts from the characters and like oh. little clips about what was going on in the episode so you were oh, like that's really so involved. cool you were like really involved in what was going to happen and a lot of people and that's also what I did I would like predict I was like oh like based on what I know here's what your eyes yeah what do you want (laughs) and no definitely less cringy than Marvel yes Um, I I find it funny that it's like you basically reveal your secret life as a secret influencer (laughs) Yeah, I, I was a little bit of uh, yeah. I I had like almost two thousand followers, I think, on there. That's a lot. <laughs> you um, influencer. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that's what I'm like really nostalgic for. That's kind of recent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a few years since the last. Yeah, no, that, yeah. That's a, yeah. That's fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, my thing's also a couple years old. Same. Like my thing, it came out. It, well, it came out in 2017, and then I'd say it, it really peaked in pop, both popularity and just content in like 2019 makes sense they were still coming out with more stuff for that game well because it was also there's the the big thing that like everybody's freaking out about where like in the beginning it was well in the beta it was pretty pay to win and then they fixed it after the beta but everybody conveniently mm-hmm. forgot that to like oh it's still pay to win and it's like no nah, not really <laughs> like oh. Mm. oh another thing about the show was um Sorry, I have so much to say about it. I didn't think that I would. Um, I think another thing was I'm not very surprised <laughs> that I watched that like had um, it was very local. Like it was a lot of you know it was a way for like the Norwegian people to like reach a wider kind of audience. It was like really big on like Tumblr and things like that. Um, and so it was just kind of like a way for them to like really kind of show their culture to, you know, the world, but also like the kids kind of went to the school um, that they shot at and, you know, everybody kind of knew each other. And also the teenagers looked like teenagers and were teenagers or like just barely out of teenagehood, like early twenties. So um, it was like really interesting and they tackled a lot of issues that, 
I thought American television wasn't really covering. So Mm -hmm. on top of that, like, I just felt like it was so kind of tightly knit and it was so Mm -hmm. like singular, at least at the time. You know, that's the great thing about foreign shows. They, they're not American TV. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like sometimes it's definitely depends on the country, obviously, but that is the nice thing a lot. I feel like a lot because more, especially European countries are a lot more just comfortable talking about serious shit like relationships and like sex and stuff in a more positive way. So they just yeah. like, like I feel like I, I can't say for much because I haven't watched many European shows personally, but I, I can imagine that they're not in that like I uh, this I'm saying more casual, but what I mean by like they're more they're more chill about it. Like it's not like a big deal. Like, oh, yeah, like I remember there was a. Was it a Norwegian? There was some European kid show where it's just casually some guy and his superpowers, he had that really long penis and he would just use it to like swing. Like, oh, I remember it. that. And I saw in stuff America, like in America, that. And people in Europe like, what? It's funny. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's pretty funny. I, mean, I don't see it. It is pretty funny. And it's not like he's like, you know, he's like unpantsing himself and like showing everything. <laughs> I mean, okay, I mean, considering how long that thing is, he kind of basically is. Yeah, I was going to say. I, but it's not like but, very obviously... Uh, no, it is obvious. It's not that, nude. <laughs> well, that, but that's also the thing in more, you know, like, like, I can know, especially in Germany, like, there's just, like, nude beaches everywhere, like, because America, we have this culture with nudity, we're like, oh, nudity, oh. Very crude. So, so, so taboo, but then at the same time, it's, like, this coveted thing, like, oh, with a crush, you know, like, oh, I want to see him naked, but, like, you know, in Europe, it's just, like, yeah, we're, you want to go down on the nude beach? Like, that's very Sunday. much not a thing with like Asian culture. Yeah, it's like there's so they're, many... they're prude, but they're not like America about it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because that's the thing with America. America is prude hypocrites. They're simultaneously prude, mm-hmm. but they're also like show me your fucking dick and titties. Ugh. Yeah, like they're not like show me everything. They're just like mm, don't don't show like, unless like, like you know it's an intimate moment or something. Mm-hmm. It's classical yeah, definitely... where like if you're repressing it on in media. Um, then you're obviously going to get people that are like obsessed with it because we're not talking about it openly and I feel like in other countries it's not it's not like that bodies are just bodies and exactly Mm -hmm. well yeah it's it's just like it's like with the the show I mentioned with the big dick it's like uh, it's not like oh it's a dick it's like no it's just a a part of his body that can be used for silly purposes yeah Yeah. he literally uses it like a a line escapes from the zoo he's like I'm like personally, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be putting my dick. It's its own here. entity. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't be putting my dick near a line, but that he does. He does him. Like it's like it's not like oh he's like doing things. So it's like oh no, it, it's a funny kids show. It's like I, I wish America would embrace that more European culture. It's yeah. like goddamn it, America, the one European culture we want you to embrace is the funny, the funny and chill aspect when it comes to nudity because that just that would just improve. That would just improve yeah. so much of the country. So many issues in the country of just like. It would take time. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, but it would improve just so many. It's just like hyper, hyper. I can't speak English. Hypersexualization is. There you like go. Because it would just be like, it wouldn't be like, oh, the the taboo like boobs. It's just like, I mean, like I see those every day. Like, so what? Like, I think for me, like with foreign shows, I think I was just more into like, I think I'm just more into like the aspect with a lot of Asian shows, especially like the East Asian ones, like just how they represent family. Yeah, like, that's another like American shows are all like you are your own person, but like like Asian families, it's like no, we're like very family oriented. Like I remember, um, what was the show we watched to get the K drama I made you watch? With yeah, me? Uh, Hi Mama, Bye Mama. Yeah, I really like how like they really represented like 
Yuri, the main character, like her, mm-hmm. like her role as like a daughter in her family, and like her role as a mother. Yeah, I thought that was. I, I just really love the scene where, like, you know, she's just like spooning with her whole family. Like that's what we yeah, do. That was, <laughs> well, that's like, another thing. I wish. Represented. I wish you were in America. I wish. I wish people in America were more just accepting of physical touch because I see you see another like ow. Other kind of, like people, you know, they just fucking spoon with their whole family. Like that's amazing. I never do. I never did that with my family because you know we unfortunately have that American mindset where it's like, nah, you don't touch each other. To a lot of Americans. Yeah, yeah, like in America, it's like no, you only you only cuddle with someone when you're in a when you're in a sexual relationship with them, and then they and then mm-hmm. they go and wonder like, why do I always get horny when I snuggle with somebody? And I'm like, what do you think, dumbass? That's not like a personal issue. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> What? Okay, I, no, gonna... yeah, I have that. Yeah, because I only ever snow with people I'm in an intimate relationship with. Fair enough. I mean, okay, we've been talking for a while. Does anyone have any final thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm we should keep... touch on Nickelodeon a little bit more. Yeah, I was okay, say, okay. I just asked, but not really, because um, it's been it's been over an hour. <laughs> I'm down to keep but going. But it's okay. I mean, Jackson's the one editing this, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all I, and all I have to do is just cut out anything. the. Okay. Yeah, I'm down to keep talking like this is a good topic but um it'll be extra long <laughs> yeah we'll go into going to nickelodeon uh obviously best show uh spongebob spongebob squarepants is yes, fucking SpongeBob. amazing yeah i um mm, i love that show i i understand its cultural you know impact and everything but i just never really got the hype oh for me it's like, about the, the so iconic um it's so great and honestly, i like, i understand that like it was me, I, yeah I, too, and oh, for me, it's like I, I don't give a fuck about its cultural impact. I just love, particularly in the more earlier stuff, how many adult jokes and references. Like SpongeBob, it has some of the most adult references and shit in there. And they just like Sandy Cheeks. Her name is an adult reference to Sandy Ass Cheeks. Like, there's just so many <laughs> funny little reds. Like Stephen, what was his name? Stephen Hildenberg, I think his name or something like that was. He was a genius. Like he got all these like fun little adult references which i always appreciate when a kid show does because then like you know the kid's not going to get them or they're going to just be like oh funny funny butt joke but then it's nice mm-hmm. so if their parents are watching the show of them then they get a laugh too like me and max like when me and my friend max hang out we watch clips of spongebob and just laugh our asses off because it's fucking hilarious mm-hmm. yeah like same thing with like other shows like um regular show and like stuff it's just those shows that simultaneously target kids and adults in a good way Mm-hmm. I just love those shows. But yeah, going back to Nickelodeon. Um, yeah, I think for me, it's the voice acting. The voice acting is mm-hmm. different, obviously, because you need somebody to dub. So I feel like for some shows, it's like the Spanish dub, especially for SpongeBob, was just so much better. Like SpongeBob sounded oh, yeah. like 10 times more dumb. and But his voice <laughs> is so fun. The way that he laughed is different. Um, it's not mm. Nickelodeon, but like I had the same thing with like The Simpsons. Like oh, yeah. Homer's everybody else voice sounds so much better in, in the Spanish dub than the original English. <laughs> it was oh, yeah. for me the way that I experienced some of these. Shows. I can agree there. I love playing games or like not. I don't watch shows as much because with shows I'm more also trying to pay attention. Like if I'm rewatching a show, I'll do it. But if I'm watching the first time, I never do it because I want to pay attention yeah. to the story. But um. Dude, playing games in different languages is so fun. Like that game Battlefront 2 earlier, I would, I'd always love putting it in Japanese because like fucking Darth Vader is fucking badass when he's speaking Japanese because Japanese is a fucking badass language. Like it's so mm-hmm. fun hearing the different 
styles of voice acting the different languages yeah it really it is pretty fun like um i remember like when i was in my anime phase i would only watch things it subbed because dubbed always freaked me out because mm -hmm. there's just like the difference between the two like, I, it was too different yeah I like i i remember like i I loved the Sailor Moon anime as a kid, and I grew up watching the dubbed version, but, like, I can't with the dubbed version anymore, because the voice actors that they have for literal high schoolers, they sound like they're in their 30s. Well, because they probably are. <laughs> yeah, but they don't sound like they're in high school, like, the way they talk, like, the tone. Just, no. Yeah. And then it's I also so feel, off. I also feel like, with dub v sub, you're also missing out on the the charm of the visual voice like hearing the show in like Japanese or whatever language it may be I feel like mm -hmm. I feel like there's a bit more I guess it's like like it's a bit more special having it in Japanese because that's what it's like the original that's the original not, language the original vision of the show was to have it in Japanese mm -hmm. so it just feels it I guess you can say it feels more well it doesn't feel it just is more correct to listen in Japanese because then you're getting the more authentic experience yeah exactly I that's kind of how I felt <laughs> yeah oh yeah I can agree. Like when I watch Overlord, I unfortunately I don't. I actually don't know if there's a subbed or dubbed version of Overlord. But I watch it. They're they all probably speaking. have a subbed version. Uh, if it if it's you'll you, it's pretty obvious what the difference is. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying I didn't know if there was ever. A, I didn't know if there's two versions because I never looked. So well, Overlord is an anime, so it has to have a subbed version somewhere. Yeah, but uh, no, yeah, I just feel like, and then it's also more fun because then you get to like I remember I. I had fun with that with a hi mama bye mama. I got to learn, I don't remember much of them, but I got, at the time I got to learn what some Korean words meant because I heard them all the time and I saw what the word they corresponded mm -hmm. with in the subtitle. And I yeah, was that like, happened oh. to me with the Norwegian show too. Like even like I now know, when I watch Scandinavian TV, I'm like, oh, I know certain words. And now that I'm learning, <laughs> it's like a lot easier to learn yeah. it. I know exactly. Something. Like I know now that andeo, that's no in Korean. So if I ever go to Korea, I can with confidence say no and nothing else. I find it funny. Okay, now I'm just thinking about a different show. Um, I'm thinking of what's the show called? Um, it's not. Oh gosh, I'm having trouble. It's like people say, if you liked Community, you would like this show. Oh, Arrested Development. That's what I was thinking. Uh -huh. There's this character in the show. They think his name is Anyang. That means hello in Korean. I love that yeah. ongoing joke, but like it's kind of like okay, the one Asian character. That's what his purpose is. His name is wrong. <laughs> Yeah. But like they think his name is Anyang, but to him he thinks they're saying hello, but his actual name is hello. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> I find it kind of funny, but I wish they did more with the character instead of yeah. having him like literally hiding between the walls, gathering evidence against the family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind of wish he had more screen time. Well, that, that reminds me of that. Uh, this isn't necessarily the movie is the stuff, but one of the actors, uh, Jackie mm -hmm. Chan, but uh. The movie's called Rush Hour 3, and there's this whole funny scene where... Um, I remember that movie. Yeah, there's that whole funny scene in the beginning where they, they visit, like, a dojo, and the main master's name is, like, uh, you. So he's like, he's like, hey, I'm talking to you. Yes, I am you. And the guy's like, no, 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 I'm talking to you. And he's like, yes, I am you. And then and then he mm -hmm. points to another guy, and he's like, no, who's that guy? He's like, that is me. And he's like, no, I'm talking to you. And it's just this whole confusion. <laughs> Chris Rock yeah. is yelling, and Jackie Chan's over in the corner, like fucking idiot I and it's so funny scene. i know i just yeah i totally remember that scene 
It was just so I, well done. Yeah. Not Chris Rock, was it Chris? You know, something that I'm kind of glad that isn't really something that you see in media nowadays. Like, I like when I look back at some of the older stuff, like movies from the 2000s, like the way that they portray just women and like just women of color is so much worse compared to now. Like, it's still not the best these days, but it's better. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Cause like I, I've watched a lot of video essays on like, like during like a bulk of the stop Asian hate movement. Like I remember watching a lot of stuff about like the Lotus flower and dragon lady tropes for Asian women. I'm like, you know, that kind of explains why I am the way I am around people sometimes. Yeah. 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 A lot of the, and then of course you have the, the stereotype for African-American woman or it's just like, Oh, they're all sassy black women. That's all they are. They're sassy or they're dumb. And I'm like, Oh, that's not true. Yeah. that No. (laughs) Bad. That not true. It's like, yeah, a lot of them (laughs) might act sassy towards you, but that's probably because you're being a racist asshole. (laughs) Like that's what I always think. Yeah. They're giving you sass because you suck. Yeah. yeah, and also feel like the the trope is the or uh, I guess it's less of a trope, but like black women are treated the worst in shows. Like they mm-hmm. really go through it every single time. Um, yeah. that's oh my gosh, I I'm thinking of this video I watched yesterday uh, from uh, Tiffany Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. we both. Did you watch I, that video? I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, I watched that yesterday. Um, okay, so like she's talking about um, you know. Love Island, the show, the UK show. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah there's one. different versions. <laughs> but like, she's talking about like how she talked about for a part of it, like how like there's always one, uh, one black woman on the show for every season, and she is always portrayed as like the sidekick. She's never like, yeah, she never really gets to be the main person. Well, that's always yeah. it. Always that's comes. always it. Like, go ahead. Sorry. Oh well, I guess I'll go there. Um, <laughs> Like, even in some, like, good shows, like Good Luck Charlie, it's always mm-hmm. the the white girl has the black best friend who's not the main mm-hmm. character. She's just kind of there. Like, yeah. come on. Like, why? Like, that's why I feel like I, I haven't watched that story even, so I could be completely wrong. But, like, Ra- well, yeah, Ra- I know Raven was the main character. And, like, that's nice. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's more yeah, diversity. And it should just be up to, like, black creators to create, like, black-specific shows in order yeah, to like, do that right like i'm thinking about yeah. this movie called love and basketball which is really good um mm-hmm. it's basically like a romance movie about like two you know like friends that live next door to each other and they grow up and fall in love and stuff and it's Aww. so good i feel like it's Aww. just i always it's love those like stories good good um like black representation it's awesome. It's created by by a black woman, so you have like the female That's gaze good. in the relationship too, which is really cool. I think it was <laughs> the guy's dick. <laughs> I know it's probably not what happens, but <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, um, but uh, no, yeah, that's good. Yeah, but it shouldn't take that in order for yeah, like, that representation to be there. It's something that should have always been there, but you know, you know what a back. Like it, it's not. Don't... Don't change very fast <laughs> as a country. Well, yeah, it's like, I, in, like my thing, like you, you don't have to be black or white to write a black or white character. Like you can still write a good character for them. Like you can still be respectful. I feel like, you know, that's an unfortunate. You just need to stop thinking like yourself. 
exactly yeah you need to think outside the box and i think that's an unfortunate thing that's probably going to start happening in hollywood now is um because right rightfully so because you know a lot of people are have made black stories that are completely inaccurate so i feel like we're going to see a lot of people just if they like if it's a white director they're like no i'm not going to make a black story because i don't want to if anybody's like no you if you make it good you can you can make it good like you know yeah like if you're i feel like if someone's really scared about like misrepresenting like so like um a racist like just a different like people from outside of their um identity like mm-hmm. afraid of offending them they they should just kind of hate this but like they should get someone like to refer to or something like someone who understands yeah. Yeah, like, a consultant. like that and, like, and my thing it oh. i guess it also creates a job for someone too <laughs> yeah. and like the the thing i was thinking about too is if somebody's like really worried about misrepresenting the group that show like at least to me that kind of shows that their heart's already in the right place they're at least mm-hmm. they're aware that that kind of stuff happens and they're they're working to uh to not do that like i'm like yeah that's pretty good mm-hmm. like, i'm so frustrated that only like recently not there not like today recently like just in the past couple years like only now we start to have like at least decent asian representation yeah, yeah exactly it's like at least I like, finally don't have to explain myself as much. Yeah, well, I I remember I was singing this whole thing because I was listening to the Black Panther soundtrack and I was like, it's kind of funny that a white guy named Ludwig made the Black Panther soundtrack. But I was like, wait, no, like that's fine. Like, like as long as they're respectful to the the culture and like mm-hmm. use the correct uh, in the terms of instruments, like use the correct instrument stuff, that's fine. Which he did. Which he did. Yeah. He made a he made a fucking. You made a great they did soundtrack. their research. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's like the key thing. People sometimes just don't yeah. do their research. They sometimes, most of the time, they don't do their research. It's like <laughs> movie, and I'm like, bro, just. Like, I was being nice. <laughs> yeah, I, you're the good cop. I'm the bad cop. Like that. That's you're my thing. I'm just bad, like, bad yeah, just, cop. Like, <laughs> just like, do your research. You'll have fun with it. Like researching is so fun. Like you know, you get to learn mm-hmm. so many cool things. Like learn about different cultures like that's why i love black panther because then that expired inspired me to learn a lot more about african cultures like fuck this shit's cool mm-hmm. like um even recently there was the black panther dlc for that avengers game i played the shit of and that even ha- had more stuff with that too and like it's just cool to get exposed to that kind of stuff and be able to be like oh i'm learning mm-hmm. things hell yeah like i i, I feel like that it's the root cause issue so many people in like america especially for some reason they're so opposed to learning things like it's not bad to learn things like it's like it's just you know they're like they're always like no i'm right i'm always right you're wrong and i'm like no like it's okay i find it funny that they're so opposed to learning new things and yet they put such an emphasis on going to college (laughs) yeah exactly exactly or like they're so and then they all and they also do that whole thing of like do your own research when it comes to like conspiracies and shit it's like after you (laughs) I feel like at the same time, though, like, it's also, like, because we have the internet, it's also, like, where are you getting your information? It's, like, is this mm-hmm. a good source? Yeah, it's, like, that, they're opposed- I feel like it's the other key thing with having someone just go off and do their own research. Exactly. Well, it's, like, it's, like, they're opposed to learning about something until it, until it validates their opinion. Like, they're, until they're not learning anything new, like, they say they're learning something new, but it's just validating mm-hmm. their own opinion about a blank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it just sucks because I'm like, yeah, you can learn some cool 
Well, I kind of feel like we're at that ending point of the episode yeah. now. What do you feel like, Isis? Same? Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've we've covered quite a lot. It's been over an hour. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've really enjoyed this conversation with you guys. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Extra. So, do you guys have any final things you want to say or any final thoughts? Um, it doesn't have to be related. <laughs> Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this double, triple, uber deluxe pizza mm-hmm. edition of an episode. Uh, you got all your... Yeah, you stuck around. Thank you. Yeah, you got uh, all your... Whoever stuck around, I'm sorry for how much you had to listen. No, I'm not, I'm not sorry. Thank you for sticking around. We're glad, Honestly, we're glad whoever you... sticks around is a real trooper. <laughs> yeah, we're gl- I'm glad you can tolerate the sound of our nasally annoying voices talking about cinema and shit like we're some fucking asswipes. <laughs> uh, me, cinema. You already we already know my track history with movies. <laughs> yeah, for Vivian, cinema is synonymous with sleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you start yeah. saying the word cinema to her, it's like the winter soldier code, except instead of going to a killing frenzy, she just passes out. She becomes a narcoleptic. I basically do. <laughs> Anytime yeah. I watch a movie. <laughs> yep. So I Yeah, think. thanks for thanks for watching everybody. Or listening. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um, all right. Well, we don't see anyone. <laughs> they just hear us. See you next time. Yeah. Yeah. Can't see you. Yeah, I, I can. Only can, I can hear see. you. <laughs> Everybody who listens, I can hear. I hear what you're doing right now, Kevin, and it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I see what you're jerking off to, you fucking gross person, you furry. Nah, just kidding. Okay, uh, that's where we're going to end on, I guess. So. <laughs> see right, ya. Yeah, Jackson failing at a joke. <laughs> I didn't fail at a joke. I said exactly what I want to say.